Welcome to the Smart Thinking Podcast. This is my dad, Ted. Welcome to the Smart Thinking Podcast. I'm your host, Ted Knightsky. We are approaching the end of the school year, and I want to get you thinking about a few things as we close out this year. Most specifically, how to end the journey for all involved. While this episode is dedicated specifically to the journey of a school year, I believe it's very applicable regardless of whatever you do. And if you're a teacher, make sure to listen all the way to the very end. Earlier this week, I ran out a leadership development training for a group of kids from Wisconsin, and the theme was about going to your storm. The conference organizers understand the Buffalo mindset and even had t-shirts made up for the day with the Buffalo logo that we created. And it was awesome. And one of the activities we do sparked this episode and smart thinking. Before I tell you the story and then share a process with you, let's review what it is we do as leaders. One, we influence. So we need to maintain a high level of optimism and remember an optimist. Remember that an optimist is someone who bets on winning, while the pessimist, well, they bet they're going to lose. Second, we are reflective and we are intentional about creating the opportunity to reflect for ourselves and others. And this episode is all about creating that opportunity. The opportunity to think about what is going on and be intentional about acting on those reflections as well as creating processes to ensure you can learn and institutionalize that learning. Leaders who maintain optimism, think about what they are doing and have the courage to charge into their storms, well, that's what we need to do regardless of the season of work and or the year of your life. Okay, I was working with about 100 high school students, and one of the activities in the warm-up is to have them discuss what it is they're looking forward to as we close out the school year. And they are not allowed to discuss being excited that it's over. (laughs) I was walking around, and I happened upon a group that was all seniors in high school. They had flipped their conversation to all the things they were going to miss about high school. I stood there admiring. Why? Well, when I was a senior... In 1989, a gazillion years ago, all I could think about was getting the heck out of there. I was not the most engaged guy on my journey through high school, and the idea of a new journey was very exciting, and the opportunity to get the heck out of that place, well, that's all I could think about by this time of the year when I was in high school. Well, that and partying and going to Summerfest. Anyway, these kids were reflecting on all the people they were going to miss, their teachers, their friends, and then they started to talk about all the things they did and what they were going to miss doing after they left high school. It was so positive and affirming. I thought, this is pretty awesome. And then I began to think about how fortunate we are if we actually work in those schools. There are only a few industries in the world that get to work in a scheduled season with beginnings and ends and do-overs. School years are 180-day-long seasons. That got me thinking, what other seasons are this long? And in the United States, it's Major League Baseball. They actually have 187 days in their season. And you know what they both get to do? Both the teachers, administrators, and staff, as well as those baseball players, well, they get an off-season, and they retool, rest, recuperate, train, practice, and reflect. As I was listening to the students, I began to think about how we always collect information from people who are leaving us and never coming back. And then we take that information and we give it to the people who are staying and we ask them to respond to it. Now, exit interviews are awesome. And yet, we fail to frequently check in with those that are staying. When we work in a world like education, 
that has a season, we actually have a start and an end every year. And within that year, we also have a lot of learning and collective wisdom that too often we ignore. But when someone leaves the organization, oh, we work overtime to try to fix the things that that person is leaving us because they've identified it as broken. We better fix that for others. When it might not be broken for anyone but the person who left. Maybe that's a broken idea. As a result, I want you to think about creating a process to check out and then tune up over the course of the summer. Now, before I get to the process, I want to share some cool research with you from one of my favorite books. The book is called The Power of Moments by Chip and Dan Heath. I've been admirers of their work and research forever, mostly because they're brothers who get along and share a passion for learning. And I just think that's amazing. The book is a great read, and I believe that every teacher, everyone who works in education should read it to increase their impact on instruction and relationships with kids and colleagues. In the book, there are so many tips on creating memorable moments, but a favorite one of mine is End the Journey with Enthusiasm and Celebration. Because the end of the journey is the moment most likely to be remembered by those who are participating on that journey which creates a weird dynamic for those of us in the education business because many times the end of the journey, well, let's be honest, it's filled with exhaustion, fatigue for certain types of children and their families, and sometimes our relationships with each other are strained, and we just want to get away. And as a result, our memory of the year is often filled with the negative thoughts and not a true reflection of the entire year. A key finding of the Heath brothers is that you have to create moments of elevation to ensure that people will not just remember but feel lifted at the end of the journey or the experience. Now, here's what I suggest. As you are doing things towards the end of the year, like Teacher Appreciation Week or the final end of the year or the staff party, use them as an opportunity to do an end of the year and end of the season exit interview and collect information while people are elevated that can be used to launch into the next year. A school year is a true test of grit and it can be grueling and difficult but it can also be really rewarding, which is why we need to be so intentional as leaders to create moments of lift and reflection. There's a simple science to this, and yet we too often get busy and forget to take the time to set up simple processes for the staff and students that we serve. I am a huge fan of public displays of feedback, not affection. Well, the re- <laughs> sorry, I threw that in there. I'm a huge fan of displays of feedback because it helps set the tone of the culture, positions people to see what they think they hear, and most importantly, always allow everyone the opportunity to understand the world in which they live and work. I am not a fan of Google Docs and asking people to provide you feedback or insight in isolation. Now, it's always weird to me when people get excited that, hey, we got 41% of the staff or the team to take the survey. I realize that it's easy for some, but for others, it's a nuisance. But hey, it works once in a while. Elevate the end of the year, this year, by taking the opportunity to ask specific questions which allow you to support the future and also address the current state of your school or your classroom. Whatever your next or last public gathering is for this year, make it a celebratory way by nature. Fill the walls with poster pads and put boxes of colored markers near every sheet and put the following prompts up on the sheets. Ready? What matters to me most here is this. This worked really, really well this year. I'm grateful that we, I'm grateful for, this person deserves to be recognized. I'm happy that we, 
What I need to be successful is, next year we need to avoid, next year we need to continue. I wish that, and then in parentheses, a big idea or innovation. Each sheet is dated, and we allow people to write whatever it is they need in order to check out so that we can tune up over the course of the summer and be ready to go when we come back. I mean, we do exit interviews and we survey people at the end of the journey. But come on, what about the people who are sticking around? The people who need some fuel going into the summer? That's where the energy should come from. An intentional process to check in so they can tune up. Let's break down these prompts. The prompt is, what matters to me most here is, and here's what we want to do from that prompt. We want it to mean something, meaning let's get to what's important and right away. I'd make this the first prompt for your team. This is what matters most because people will identify relationships, their own values, and most importantly, it'll identify what you need most to protect and produce for the culture as its leader. It is a recipe for success heading into the next school year. The next prompt, this worked really, really well. This is classic. Keep doing prompt. It's a classic keep doing prompt, like don't stop doing it, whatever they put on there. Communication strategies will show up, recognitions, opportunities to identify strategies that people feel appreciated. So many times we head into summer with a narrative in our minds that something didn't work and then we remove it from the organization and find out that everyone actually appreciated it, but nobody ever asked and they actually want to keep it. Avoid that by asking what worked and then just keep doing it. Next prompt. I'm grateful that we... Gratitude. Gratitude is something that we're not always good at discussing or demonstrating. This prompt is pretty clear. What is something we did that people are grateful for? Here we identify the collective, the collaborative moments that defined our year. The collection of ways in which we accomplish things is a treasure trove of information for the organization. Again, Everyone in an organization suffers from amnesia, especially when we're on a journey, and the collective memories of all of us get forgotten. Well, that'll be the end of this process if we do that. That'll put together a very powerful visual of the work we did and what we're grateful for, and we will keep it. We will keep it. I am grateful for is the next prompt. One of the greatest ways to elevate the culture is to ask this simple prompt. This simple collection of gratitude allows all members of the culture to see what it is that was silently done and has been fueling us all year long. People are all grateful for all different types of things, and we forget many of the things that we do over the course of the year. So often we look back at the year and we fail to remember some of the behaviors that were had and things that were done. Well, to someone else in the group, that simple habit may have defined the moment of the year for them. The simple action of one person. When we or people struggle and one of us steps in and helps them out, that creates gratitude. And without reflection and collection, simple things can go by the wayside. I mean, you might have just stopped by the office to grab something for a colleague that they had said they had forgotten. And that alleviated so much anxiety for them in that moment that it became a core memory for them of you, for how wonderful you are, for how kind you are, how giving you are. It's a forever grateful moment. What is micro for one can be macro to another. So collect them. The next prompt, this person deserved to be recognized because so many people in a group do so many things and it's really cool when a colleague can put up a name and a reason why we should be grateful. Imagine walking through your season wondering if you mattered, if you're noticed, and then at the end of a long year, there's a note that says, hey, Kyle, you mattered to me because you demonstrated integrity. Sarah, 
because she is always there for others. Shelby, because she brings humor to the darkest of days. <laughs> that would be awesome. Next prompt. I'm happy that we... Here is a collection of strategies that we don't want to forget or lose. A school year flies by but is long and many of the great things we do are forgotten until we have to do them again the next year. Well, guess what? Not if you collect them and put the positive work in a spot and follow through on them. It's so simple. Collect what people are happy that we did. The next one, what I need to be successful. This one is very individualized, but it's a simple list of tools, resources, and behavior that people need. If you don't collect, you'll get crushed by unspoken and silent expectations that you can't meet. Sometimes when I get the look from my wife, Megan, I say in a very empathetic tone and not sarcastically, I say, I can't hear your thoughts. Unspoken expectations are never met. So allow people to speak and share them. Here's the next one. Next year, we need to avoid. Again, simple collection, yet proactive. This list is a recipe for avoiding frustrations and mistakes. It's that simple. The next prompt, next year we need to continue. Intentional reinforcement of what's working. This serves as the staff's opportunity to politely tell you, you better keep this up. Next prompt, I wish that. Here's the big idea or innovation. Here is your opportunity to get ideas that people are carrying around and are not sure how to bring up. It is going to be a list of innovations that are practical, some will be semi-impractical, and many of them will be impossible. But they're out there. It'll get you and others thinking. And maybe ideas that can't be done next year are simply a not-yet moment instead of a that's-never-going-to-happen. This process allows everyone to have voice, review their year, and keep moving forward. I mean, think about this. It is the end of the year, and it's really important to grow and learn from our journey together. It is also important for leadership to frame the end of the journey to ensure a positive memory of what actually went well. In a school year or a baseball season, about a million things don't go as planned. But you know what? About 10 million do go as planned. And yet we'll put all of our energy into the missed opportunities, into the letdowns and the struggles. Now that's natural, but let's be unnatural and focus on what we did well. I believe that we spend so much time talking about and focusing on the difficult that we forget the positive, the easy, and those enjoyable days. Those are the days that are easy to cast off because they were pleasant. I also think it's important to employ process to collect all of the different ways in which the journey was lived, the season survived, and the work enjoyed. That way, we can, with intention, make our lives better, and as leaders, we can create the conditions to support the success of those we serve. I mean, if the culture gives us the formula to survive the storm, we should pay attention and have it ready for the next season, because there will be storms. And we should create the conditions so that we can all race through the sunshine together. So let's do some smart thinking. Describe your process for creating an archive of events. List the ways in which you could collect the narrative of the journey. And reflect on how this could support you and others. That's it. That's the Smart Thinking Podcast. As always, thank you for listening and please share this episode with others and rate the ideas you found within our platform. Remember to go to the CESA 6 website and look for the registration for our upcoming summer retreat. We're going to run out of seats soon, so don't procrastinate. And of course, thank you to the Well Pennies for the great music. Also, I'll be dropping the prompts into the description of the podcast so that you don't have to go back, listen, and write them all down. 
Now, as we close out, I want to reframe the smart thinking from today's episode. Do this in every classroom the last week of school. When I was a teacher, it drove me nuts that the teachers and other grade levels would say things like, oh, just you wait until you get this group. Woo, they're rough. I'd spend time on and off all summer continually thinking about those comments, about this band of misfits that was coming my way and how they would, you know, wreck my year, how it would be so difficult. And it created a really weird narrative about them for me, but only to find out, like always, that the story in my head was nowhere near reality. Well, take this process and apply it to the students you have now and then hand the information collected to the teachers at the next level. I mean, imagine if you were a kid, and I don't care what grade level you're in, first grade, ninth grade, sixth grade, 12th grade. Find out, hey, what matters most to you when you're in class? What is something that really worked? What's something you're grateful that we did? What's something you're grateful for? Who's someone that deserves recognition? What are you happy that we did this year? What do you need to be successful next year? Next year, what should we avoid for you? What should we continue? And what's something you wish we did? I don't care how old the students are. This is really good information to have. And if you were a teacher inheriting a group of students and learned all of that, wouldn't that be incredible? All of this before you ever met them, instead of having to spend 25% of the school year figuring that out, and by that time, not being able to lift those kids as far as you can? This, my friends, is how buffaloes survive storms and smile through them. They charge, looking for information to guide them, and they learn from every storm. Then, they use their wisdom to ensure the next generation is successful when they start their season. They carry on the story. They model perseverance and tenacity, and they're optimistic. Take this process, use it, grow, and be better for others. I'm going to end today's episode with the song End Time by Louis Lately. Just seemed right. Where did all the fires go? Gone in the blink of an eye so. Now here we are again in times, baby, don't pretend you saw this coming, no surprise. Wasn't fire and it wasn't ice. It came quiet like these things do.
Any good to try and times, baby, say good.